worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. This is the Kenny and JT Show on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Welcome back to the Friday edition of the Kenny and JT Show. Now, our next guest is Jared Smalley. Been at NBC4 in Columbus almost 20 years, maybe a little bit longer there. But he's covered Buckeye football for a long time. He's not a bad softball player either. We were part of a charity softball game this past summer and had a great time. Jared Smalley at NBC4 joining us now. Jared, Happy New Year, my man. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic, man. And you, you know, I want to get to you. I want to talk to you about the coaching changes and everything down at Ohio State, but... You know, as it seems as though the sky is falling and you lose to Michigan the last two, three years, right? And last year you had lost to that team, seemingly could have won a national championship. In Columbus, had you won the national championship but lost to Michigan, would they have still celebrated? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We think so, too. People love to make that argument, right? It's like, oh, it's still a failure if you don't beat Michigan. Well, I mean, come on, man. Like, you know, maybe in some cases, yes. Obviously, no one's happy about it. But ultimately, the prize in the sport that they're chasing is what they keep making these changes you mentioned mm-hmm. to get. Uh, you know, ultimately, they want to beat the rock Bowl. And even when they hired the new athletic director this week, one of the first things he said, uh, you know, we've got to beat the team up north, the new president. One of the first things he said in his first interviews, we got to beat the team up mm-hmm. north. They all know that. But, you know, ultimately they're trying to win national titles here. And, you know, uh, this new system will make that quite interesting. You know, this is uncharted territory for us. You and I met about 20 years ago. We were hosting tailgate parties on Lane Avenue. Fast yeah. forward to 2023, 2024. Now with the transfer portal, it's a whole new ball game. Is there more uh, interest in the transfer portal now or in recruiting? Great question. I, I think it's evolving. Um, I think to have a great program, uh, and this, t- this series will be tested the next few years, admittedly, but I think to have a truly great, consistently great program, you're going to have to recruit the best high school kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that's where you're going to be able to develop a foundation, develop fundamentals, and you know, you talk about what Ohio State's doing. Their their entire brand with recruits is developed here. It's mm-hmm. on the signage everywhere. And they want to tell kids that we want you here three years because we think after three years, if we're recruiting you, we expect you to be a contender to go to the league. Mm-hmm. So I still think that's where you make your money. But I think the trouble is you don't hit on every kid. You're going to have holes. You're going to swing and you're going to miss. The greatest coaches of all time have swung hard and missed hard on kids, and that's going to leave you in alerts when it comes to specific positions. That's mm-hmm. why the transfer portal is such a useful tool. You kind of get to spot out your mistakes and in recruiting. Uh, so it, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of good. I also think it helps programs like where I went to school at Marshall, like mid major mm-hmm. schools. The transfer portal is amazing mm-hmm. for mid major schools to go get kids that went to the Ohio States and the Michigans and those schools 
and couldn't get on the field and are looking to play somewhere, what an opportunity. So I still think, though, at the heart of it all, you've got to get the best high school kids. Jared Smalley is with NBC4 in Columbus. You were the sports director for how many years down there? 19. Wow. <laughs> well, this is the funny part, though, because now I want to make the audition and I want to make the move to Anchorman, but I can't say that with a straight face. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm straight up Ron Burgundy. Now. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, if you, put a, if you put a question mark in the teleprompter, I'll read it. Uh, <laughs> No, I mean, it, it was a, the beautiful thing about what I'm doing now at, at uh, Channel 4 in Columbus is basically I still get to do some sports, but nice. I'm do, I have so many other interests, and it's kind of a fun thing to be able to explore all of them. Yeah. I've never really been able to do that before. So, mm-hmm. you know, I anchor two hours of TV a day, but I also host an Ohio State football show in the nice. fall. And, uh, you know, I do other sports programming throughout the year. And, you know, obviously I consult consult with our team we got a really great team and we hired a great guy to replace me and so yeah i i I don't miss it i certainly don't miss the hours yeah uh as you know very well uh that can be not fun but i mean the gig's phenomenal we're an affiliate of buckeye sports here in canton and it's always Mm -hmm. nice when i get the opportunity because we're still doing tailgates down there jimmy jam myself and all the others Uh, it's so much more interesting. We get so much better coverage when obviously we're in the heart of the Buckeye nation. And it just is so incredible. The job that you guys do down there. And and I know I'm all over the place in this interview and I know I only have a couple of minutes, but I want to get back into this portal thing for a second. And then I want to ask you about, uh, you know, Bill O'Brien, because I didn't see this one coming. In fact, well, I'll hold that for a second in the transfer portal. When you lose, were you more surprised that, you lost guys like your starting quarterback, a wide receiver, and a running back, or that more guys came back instead of making their way NFL eligible? Without question, the guys who returned. Uh, I was extremely surprised just because of the nature of the sport. You know, I mean, it's Ohio State and, and the schools of that ilk, there are very few of them, and the design is to get kids ready to go to the league in three years if they're good enough. Many of the kids who elected to come back are good enough. They just mm-hmm. simply are. They would have been, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth round graded players, which is excellent. Um, mm-hmm. It's not first, but it's really, really good. And that's enough for most kids to leave nowadays. So I think it does say something about a couple of things. The brand, and you know what? Give Michigan credit in terms mm-hmm. of getting their guys to buy in long term. Michigan had a very old team this year. A bunch of mm-hmm. guys that bought in, stayed long, um, played out their eligibility. They did well in the transfer portal as well, and they had an old team. They had a a bunch of guys who were not afraid of the spotlight, and in fact, they were there to win it all, and they did it, and you got to credit them. And in some respects, Ohio State's kind of borrowing that model from their rival. Mm -hmm. You know, it kind of reminds you of, too, when uh, Mike Doss decided to come back and they won it all, what, 2002, right? Yep, yep, exactly. You know, there are always all those great examples in Ohio State history of kids mm-hmm. uh, who, who could have gone and made a lot of money and came back and had sensational senior years. You know, it, it goes all it goes both ways sometimes. But I think it, it is a telling sign of, uh, you know, the basketball coach here, Chris Holtman, always says uh, old wins, mm-hmm. in particular in college basketball. But I think you might be seeing a trend in that direction in college football, too, because you know, it's hard to get guys to stay mm-hmm. and not take the NFL money. Right. But now there's an opportunity to take college money, mm-hmm. and college money's pretty good. I heard uh, Nick Saban say in an interview a couple of weeks ago, if you're not a first two-round pick, 
you might make more money in the NIL. And, and in a city like Columbus, no question. you know, that might yeah. be worth coming back for, especially if you're a running back. I mean, when you consider the fact that almost every running back in the NFL right now isn't even a second-round draft pick, I mean, there's right. only a few Saquon Barkley's left. Right, right. It's just, it, The other thing is, with your value, you think about how NIL has changed players' assets, their values, what, what they can do in their local community. There are so many car dealers, so many companies, mm-hmm. so many people who want to be involved because they care so deeply about the name on the front of the jersey, if you will, using a basketball expression. Mm-hmm. And that is the thing that, that you don't get when you go be, uh, you know, when you're a fourth round pick and you go to a random city that they don't know you. You don't have much marketability. Mm-hmm. They don't care how good right. you were in college. But Do- when you're in college, you're the man. Mm-hmm. You are the man. And right. you can help them sell, you know, you know, Chevys and whatever. Sure. And, and, you know, that's, that's a pretty good deal. Boy, I'll say. Jared Smalley, NBC4, is our guest right now. Great follow, at Jared NBC 4 That's J-E-R-O-D. Now let's get into some of this coaching carousel now. Parker Fleming, special teams coach, gone. You know, I want to start right there before I list down all these other guys. When you're at Ohio State, and it seems as though recently they don't go out and offer big-time scholarships to kickers or is it just yeah. the fact that they don't have a good special teams coach? Boy, they've, they've had a decent amount of quality kickers the last few years. Uh, some of them through recruiting. You know, some of mm-hmm. them were very highly coveted recruits. Others were, you know, like you think like Jesse Murko, the punter last year, came from Australia. Right. That uh, pro kick program there. I, I, I think the, the, the bigger point about special teams, it's been a mess. It's just being re- really just honest about it. The last two years, coverage teams haven't been great. You know, they've, my gosh, they've botched so many, right? <laughs> so many fake punts and, mm-hmm. um, you know, had some critically important kicks uh, not go their way. You know, missing the one at the end of the Georgia game, missing the one at the end of the first half of Michigan. Critical kicks, kicks that make a difference. They missed a kick in the Cotton Bowl. Right. Uh, you know, and, and right. they weren't necessarily long, unmakeable kicks. It's just, it was a pattern of inconsistency in all the phases of special teams Mm -hmm. that I just think it made that decision pretty easy for Ryan Day. You know, we know other coaches come, other coaches go. Matt Guerrero replaces Perry Eliano, but Guerrero's already been there and he's already coached with Jim Knowles on that defense. But I'm wondering about this special teams thing, and I know you're only allowed a certain number of coaches on any given sideline. Do you think that they moved James Laurinaitis into special teams coach? Well, I don't think he would. I think what they would probably do is either divvy up those responsibilities or look at a guy uh, like Keenan Bailey, the tight end coach, for example, okay. who has a little bit of tight of uh, special teams experience in his background. That might be a better option. And, you know, now with Ryan not in all likelihood going to call every play, mm-hmm. Ryan may assume that role himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Urban always liked to say okay. he was the head coach of the special team right. at Ohio State when right. he was there. And I kind of wonder if Ryan won't borrow a little bit from that. I don't think there will be one guy. I, I'd be very surprised if there would. But I do think your idea about Laurinaitis is very popular here mm-hmm. because if you put him on the 10-man staff, he can go out and recruit. Okay. And, you know, pe- people might have seen him in social media the last two weeks out on the recruiting trail. The reason is because when there is a, uh, a lack of a full staff, you can send people in their place as the acting coach or mm-hmm. whatever. And that's what James has been doing. Look, they want James out there recruiting because you know he can crush it, and he's a whale of a coach. But they've got to figure out the numbers and how it works best for 
you know, the overall product. And him being a GA, um, you know, it's been fantastic for them from, from that standpoint. I don't mm-hmm. know that he would agree to do that one more year. Maybe he would. But uh, certainly getting him, I think, on that full-time staff, rounding it out, it would also balance the offense and the defensive staff. Mm-hmm. You get five and five, and, you know, you start making progress. You know, eventually there's going to be staff. You know, Larry, Larry Johnson's eventually going to retire, mm-hmm. and you have to start making plans for that. So there's a lot that goes into this. Uh, and one of the things that goes into it is the hiring of a new offensive coordinator. Uh, Bill O'Brien comes into town, and we know his record. We know where he's come from. He's part of that Bill Belichick coaching tree. We know his stops at Penn State, the Houston Texans, New England Patriots. But you bring in a new offensive coordinator. My question has got to be this. Don't we have one? How does Brian Hartline, who's a Canton guy, how does he feel about having a new new guy with his title? Here, here's I, I think this hire is – and when I heard Bill O'Brien's name, I, I was like, wow. Right. Uh, okay. You know, seven-year NFL head coach. Okay. I really do think this hire is more about Ryan Day than it is about Bill O'Brien. And by that, I mean, Ryan was sitting at a news conference the day before the Cotton Bowl, sitting next to Missouri's Eli Drinkwitz, who was going through the same thing last year. And when he was sitting at the podium, he talked with Ryan Day sitting three feet from him about how he had to give up his ego and get rid of play-calling duties so that he could concentrate on team-building and doing all the other tasks necessary for a head coach. And he used the word ego. And I'm like, wow, Ryan's sitting right there doing the same thing. And, you know, I I wonder if that maybe – I don't think that's the only reason he made a decision. But that is an interesting uh, admission for a coach to say, I had to let my ego go. And to be fair to Ryan Day, it's why he's successful. He is a brilliant offensive mind. It's why he got to be the head coach at Ohio State. So I totally get the argument. But on the other hand, when you hire someone with that pedigree, with the history of play calling, it changes the dynamic. Brian Hartline has been perhaps the greatest recruiter in college football the last five years. Mm -hmm. You're certainly not losing him on the staff, and you're also trying to develop him into a guy who might be a head coach real soon. Matter of fact, he's, he's already had interviews. You know, yeah. so I don't I don't worry so much about the offensive coordinator stuff. You know, calling football plays, you know, a lot of guys do it. A lot of guys are good at it. Some guys are terrible at it. <laughs> I think the issue is can you build a program? And I think there's no question about that. Brian Hartline has the main capability of that, and it's recruiting. Yeah, and and I, the I, other stuff is is I think it can be can be. I, I just think to be an elite recruiter now in college football, especially with everything we just talked about. Uh, that's as hard a skill as there is, and Brian Hartline's got it. See, and that's the other thing, too. A focus on situational coaching. I think Ryan Day has more time now. If he splits the play calling or gives it all entirely up to Bill O'Brien at 54 years old, my only concern would have been, why would Bill O'Brien come to Ohio State when we see guys like Cliff Kingsbury might be going to interview with the Chicago Bears to be their OC? At 54, is he run out of options? I, I think he might miss college. I mean, that's oh. a totally fair, you know, I have no idea what his brain is thinking, but mm-hmm. I know this. Um, he's been an extremely successful college coach. Um, man, when he took over at Penn State, you remember that situation. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, he made Sean, or, uh, you know, he, he, he made uh, uh, their offensive system hum with, with not elite talent there. Mm-hmm. And they were a very competitive team. And he parlayed that into being an NFL head coach. But he also 
you know, in Alabama in, in 21 mm-hmm. in Alabama, um, he, he coaches Bryce Young. Bryce Young wins the Heisman Trophy. Right. You know, like I, I, I think you look at his success in college and maybe, you know, after a pretty bad year in New England, what he needs is the opportunity to go back and look really good again. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's part of it. You know, I know the Ohio State offense had its trouble running the ball this past year. It's a couple of different reasons why. Either the offensive line wasn't that good, the offensive line coach wasn't that good, didn't have enough firepower that weren't named Trevion Henderson in the backfield. So, I mean, if a Bill O'Brien comes in takes over the offense, do you keep a Justin Fry as the offensive line coach? I think so because of the development that he's had over the years with Ryan. You know, they've worked together before. Uh, I think he understands what Ryan – and I think it's also pretty clear, too, with Bill O'Brien. He's going to be running Ryan Day's offense. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a dramatic overhaul okay. of the Ohio State offense because Bill O'Brien is here. I think it's still going to be Ryan's offense. And then Justin Fry, as an offensive line coach, knows how to get his guys to block it well. Admittedly, this year wasn't great in that regard. It was a year of turnover when you lose two first-rounders, or two you know quasi-first-rounders, if you will, mm-hmm. um, at, at tackle from last year, and you surprisingly lose your center. You know, you have to make some really difficult decisions. They weren't necessarily in a in like we mentioned earlier. You sometimes right. get caught in a lurch in recruiting, and they did. And you know, they didn't have a fully equipped line. They went in the transfer portal, got Josh Simmons. He was okay. You know, okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of pre-snap penalties drive people crazy. Um, but you know, had some really good moments too. I think they're capable. I think they're capable that they obviously get the transfer from Alabama uh, who can, you know, perhaps step into that center role if they choose to do that. They've recruited some, some pretty talented kids and it's time to see if they can, you know, fit into the pipeline here. And that's why I think you probably hang there instead of making another change, because I don't know how much different the talent is going to be in 24 Mm -hmm. now. Interesting. Well, it should be a great season next year. This team comes back. They're loaded. The additions, we don't even know if they're done with the portal. It opens back up in April, unless you're looking for more players that come from Alabama because they've got a 30-day grace period. Let's go! Hey, they'll make a – if Caleb Downs wants to play in Columbus, they'll make a spot. Let's go for it, man. Jared Smalley, we appreciate your time today, especially on short notice. Uh, He's a great follow, folks, at JaredNBC4. Jared Smiley, he's an anchor, man. NBC4 (laughs) in Columbus. You're the man, man. Thanks a lot. Hey, appreciate it, buddy. Talk to you soon. You got it.